It might have been the deadline for entering Q School 2021 today, but one man who this time last year was gearing up to secure his own tour card was the Welshman Nick Kenny. How are you, Nick? Hi, Andrew. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, not too bad, thanks. Uh, looking forward to sort of seeing how my uh, big five teammates get on in uh, Q School without the stress of uh, being there myself. And uh, looking forward to a calendar then once, once that's finished. But uh, who knows? But um, yeah, well, good, thanks. Certainly going to look a little bit different, I think, Q School this year. The last time we spoke, it was on a balcony at the O2 before the BDO World Championship final. And at that point, I know you were still recovering from the foot injury you suffered in Romania. So when you went into Q School last year, on a scale of 0 to 100, with 100 you being fully fit, where was your fitness? I was, I was a big lad then. I've lost a lot of weight since, um, since lockdown, to be fair, Andrew. Um, you, you would have seen me at the, um, at the World Championships. I didn't really, you know, once I'd lost, I'd... You know, I stuck around with Wayne and watched him all week. And obviously that wasn't me having a, a great preparation going into... Because as soon as I come back from the O2 on the Monday morning, I was going on the Wednesday then. So I was I had a, probably had a couple of hours on the, the Tuesday. And then I was me going into it. My, I was, it was more paranoia because the way I broke my foot, really, I must have niggled it in the gym or um, in football. I play five-a-side once a week and... Um, all the pressure I was putting on my foot, eventually, just like a bendy ruler, it finally gave way and popped. So, having the boot off on the 27th of December, first day, the day after I went up to, to Jim Williams's um, town and we won a pairs comp, but it just wasn't right. And obviously, there was a bit of a bit of uh, height in the boot, which means it was probably a little bit shorter, and it was just a bit of an adjustment. And don't get me wrong, I played okay in the World Championship, but. If if I hadn't broke my foot and if I'd have shown the form that I had in August through to the end of September and and the World Cup, I think I could you know I, in, in my head it was it was only Wayne and Jim that you know I, I really thought you know if I don't play well I can't beat based on the way I was playing. I was probably the best player in the BDO, but fitness wise I was a big lad. Obviously I'm used to them long days, but it, it does help now. I've lost all the weight, but it's more paranoia really with with putting weight on the hockey. But, yeah, I did sort of struggle the first three days. So I played a good second day, but, you know, it's a lottery. And I knew, I knew that if I could just find that form, I, you know, I could sort of, sort of roll people over and, and really produce the goods, which, which won me all them tournaments in 2019. But, yeah, it, it was surreal, really. It all, it all happened so fast, them first two weeks of January. Mm. Um, obviously, the World Championships and then Q School. It was just, it was just mad. It just all go... Um, and you know, with with all them top players going, and a lot of players don't get into. You know, for example, Scott Mitchell, one of the established BDO players, um, and he obviously he got himself on the tour most of last year, being top of the challenge. But he didn't get a card. Everyone's expecting him to get a card. Since Jim, Jim was the one. Um, we know Wayne didn't go for obvious reasons, but um, yeah, it's, it was just mad. And I'm so glad now I've sort of done something about my fitness because I was I was you know a big lad really, and I'm. I'm proud of myself for losing you know probably a, you know a fifth of my body weight and you mentioned Q school the first three days didn't quite go to plan for you so you knew on that last day that to get a card you had to to go all the way and win the day did that relieve the pressure for you in a sense because you knew that I've just got to go out there and give my best and if I win I win if I don't that's fine whereas I know some of the others are I need to get to a certain round or you're you're depending on how somebody else is doing 
John, John wasn't with us at the time, but he was sat there and he was doing well every day. And then the third, he had two last 64 runs the third day. I was watching an interview of his earlier, actually. And he was sort of, he was thinking, I need to, yeah, it was all on about the points. And I was just like, well, just, I sort of had a little bit of a breakdown on the Saturday night. I just, normally I'm like, you know, bubbly and I'm going to laugh. I just thought, oh, bugger this, I'm going to bed. This is doing my head in. I just thought I've had enough. Like, one of them moods, I'm really in a bad mood. I just thought, didn't get too much for me. I just thought, come on, like, I've one good day now, you know. It was very early mornings, you know, gay, gay preparation, right? And I just went for it, and I had a tough first round draw. And that's, that's um, it's one of the things I've sort of learned about myself this year is when I have a tough draw, I know I have to play well. But sometimes I think, I'm think i thinking, it's, it's um, subconsciously, really, you think you're going to win when you potentially are not going to win based on the way you've been playing, um, which is a habit I've sort of snapped out of and trying to sort of overcome. So I had a tough draw, and the hardest draw of my four days was the last day. Once I rolled over a couple and that good game against Jim, then I just went on with like a steam train. I just seemed to get into that sort of run whenever I'm playing well, and, and it's very, very hard to beat me, and that's why I'm so confident about my game, to be fair. And that final against Scott Taylor, you averaged 110. They're probably some of the best starts you've ever thrown that game. Yeah, especially under the pressure. I'm quite proud of that, really. Um the game to get a tour card is the best recorded game I've ever played in my life <laughs> you know you can't really do anything better than that um, so yeah I was 2-0 down which you know I showed some grit um, I think it was 11, 12, 13, 15 and 16 the, the four or five legs and a few fair few 180s and I threw away the first leg as well and I was like oh Nick what have you done you've done well all day and I just thought well carry on and, and just plod on and it just everything clicked and I was I wasn't surprising myself, but, you know, it, it did come as a bit of a shock to, to do it at that point, you know, make or break, you know. Um, there'd been a lot more pressure if we'd known what would happen then in March with the COVID and obviously the no, there's no, there was been no BDO and obviously no WDF since then. Like this year, that's the pressure they're all under. It's, it's either this or nothing the whole year again, really. I was going to say, obviously that win over Scott was a huge personal thing and being in the PGC was something you wanted, but... Seeing how last year went in, in the world in general, having that security of the PDC there to play all year, there must be a sense of relief now looking back on, on that final day. Massive relief, yeah. Absolutely massive. You know, I, I really like the BDO and the WDF tour, but now I've experienced the PDC. And, and Johnny, Johnny Clayton did say to me a few years ago, you know, come over, you need to come over. And I knew that was always the place to be. I played, obviously, in the development tour in the PDC. And my goal, as we've said, we've talked before, I wanted to do a little bit better in the, the World Championships, the BDO, but I wanted to represent Wales at the World Cup, and I'd missed out on that. I think it was between me and Jim, the year it was in Turkey, and, and they picked Jim. He went on and won the World Cup, which is which is brilliant. You know, as being a vice-captain and, and being captain for the World Cup, and if but to maybe, so if I had broken my foot and had a bad foot all week because it was on the way out, or it was just, you know, I was crying in the semi-finals, it was that bad. And um, I nearly threw the towel in against Machen. I just, I was, I never felt pain like it. And then when it finally popped, I was like, oh, it's gone. I'm going to be out of action now for a couple of weeks. But yeah, just I wanted to go to the World Cup and then I'd go to Cusco. You know, I never, I knew I was good enough to get in. You know, I, I know if I play my best game, I'd expect to get in. But we know what it's like. Cusco is a lottery. So I'm, I'm so happy that the last day I just, everything come out. You know, everything I could throw and best games I've ever thrown in my life that day. And, you know, I don't regret it and I don't really want to go back to the WDF. You know, I want to retain this tour card and stay there for as long as possible. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. And you mentioned your foot there. Have you had any issues with that this year? Any flare-ups at all? No, not really. 
sometimes I do get you know a pain where the where the bone broke, but it's it's nothing really. And I've I've been playing football, I've been running. My more problems with shin splints, to be honest, with running. That's why I thought I bought myself a bike. There's less strain on the body, but uh, no, not really. I've had a few. It's probably in the, all in the head, really. A couple of times it's been painful, but no, it's, I don't think there's any. It's, there's no problem there at the moment. Um, um, so no, I'm quite relieved for that. I'm quite happy. Before you started your your PDC adventure, you had that last weekend on on the WDF tour out in Romania. You won one event, Wayne won another. That must have been a nice way to to sign off that chapter of your career. Yeah, well, it was the last two we, we, we'd already booked to go to to Romania and um, Holland. Paul had booked it in Romania. It wasn't major categories, so you know it was. It, we always have a good time out in Romania, and it was sort of a treat. You know, with business class flights and different things. And, looked after us really well and, and well, if you've been in the company away more and it's just such a laugh and yeah we, we won the Romanian Pairs the year before and I don't think we played in it this year we missed the Pairs I think it was on the Friday night when we was arriving but yeah um, I lost I lost to the guy Marty who Wayne went to beat in the final and I beat him the day after and we ended up playing the finals back to back and we just, it was just brilliant it was a bit you know I, I was sort of the hated person there for, for actually going to play in it but I don't regret it because you know, it's one tournament out of all them. In the end, it didn't really make a difference because we haven't had a WDF World Championship or a BDO World Championship, so the points don't matter. But yeah, we went to Holland then, and there was, I did get a bit sort of, oh, this is the last time, because it's sort of a big family, the BDO. As you've seen when you've been there, Andrew, is, mm. you know, we've got our little you know, entourage, and we, we all bother with, with the same people every time we go away, and it was like the last one. So I'm, we were looked after in Holland by Jimi Hendrix, his, his family, and there's a lot of Dutch guys that we... We see every year, we stay in a big farmhouse or, you know, a big house with, like, Darold, Tony and a lot. And it's a great atmosphere. And Maz, bless her, um, fair play to her. She does all the cooking, sorts everything out. And it's, it's just brilliant. We get the Dutch open. So I did get a bit, oh, emotion, a bit emotional, I suppose, thinking, oh, I'm not going to have this anymore. But I was so looking forward to what was coming then. So, but yeah, there's not a say I won't go out there. Maybe just, just to... Just if I'm never if if anything doesn't clash, I'll I'll go out there and enjoy myself because you know I'm like I just like to enjoy myself, whatever really. I won't mention you jumping off the stage though. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, Paul thought I was going to break my foot again when that <laughs> happened. <laughs> I just seen red like someone. As I, it was quite a hostile crowd. I'll be honest about it. Some guy as I led with a double top just shouted "miss" at the top of his voice, and they they'd been hostile throughout it, but no one like it just. Upset me a bit, and the anger come out, and that's so out of character when it comes to me. But yeah, just, I do regret jumping off that stage, but it is what it is. You <laughs> can't do nothing about it now, can I? So um, it keeps getting caught up as well. Every time I do something in the PDC, I know someone shared it after I won my first game in the in the world. And but yeah, it's gone now. But yeah, it was just heat of the moment, and I just lost the plot for a couple of seconds, and everyone does it. So here we are. I mean, after that, you were able to, to start on the Pro Tour, and your first weekend on the Pro Tour, you get to play the world champion Peter Wright. Uh, welcome to the PDC. Yeah, to be fair, I was on the stream as the second day. I had a good first day. I played all three really good games against Kirk Shepard, Josh Payne, and Miko. And I just crashed against the wall against Cullen, and I was just trying a bit too hard. Once I went behind, I tried a bit too hard. And he, was, you know, he wasn't playing awesome himself, and I know he went on then to to lose I think was in the quarters maybe to Gary Anderson I'm not too sure um, but yeah the second day then I, I played uh, Rob Collins and he, I crawled over the line against him and he probably should have been a bit closer to me and he was a bit gutted about it and 
Peter right there, and I stole the first leg, and I missed a few doubles here there, and that was the story against the big boys. He's missing, you know, doubles in the key moments, and it's just a learning curve because that happened against Van Gogh, it happened against Gezi Price, and I was missing big doubles against them very top players, Rob Cross. Oh, don't get me started on that game, but <laughs> yeah, it's all learning, it's all experience. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was obviously a privilege. He just won the world championship, and there it was, you know, playing against Peter Wright in the PDC, and it's just like I wouldn't say I was starstruck, but I was like, yes, you've made it now. I, I had a moment on the Saturday I did Andrew. Um, I looked across and like growing up, Gary Anderson was my favourite player ever. You know, growing up, he was my favourite. And um, I looked over to my left and there he was playing against Gezi. And I was thinking, wow, you've made it now. Like, you know, two boards down, and Gary Anderson's playing Gezi and you're playing in the last 16, which which was a bit of a moment. I thought, yeah, well, then Nick, you've made it now. Like, you know, t- you know, it's where I always want to be. You know, I haven't made it as in a superstar, but I've, I've done all right out of it, so, so to speak. But unfortunately, it wasn't long after that that everything sort of went into the shutdown. You've touched it on it on it already. I know you've sort of been on this sort of weight loss journey with the running and the cycling and stuff. Was that something you were planning to do anyway? And did the lockdown just sort of accelerate those plans? Yeah, I've always wanted to, and I, I did start, and I was in the gym in twenty nineteen, um, lost a little bit, and I was enjoying five side football, trying. I didn't really lose that much, but I felt a lot better. And then obviously with the foot, I wasn't able to go in the gym. Maybe I did actually lose weight when I was sat in the house. I think it was the injections, the blood thinners. I don't know what happened, but I seemed to lose weight when I wasn't doing anything, which was weird. I don't know if it was them injections, but yeah, I've always wanted to do it. And it's just having the time as well. Because when, when obviously the video and obviously then the PDC, the schedule is you're away nearly every weekend. And if you're not on the tour, then you might have county weekends or you might have a tournament locally. Um, and then you're in the pub two or three nights a week, um, and then sometimes, you know, it's hard to say no to you know the grub that comes out afterwards, and you know, a couple of beers afterwards, and I just you know enjoy myself really. I, I'm single for the first time in a while, probably put on a bit more weight, and I was sort of out with the pubs quite a lot. But um, yeah, once it happened, here I was. It was like I, I bought myself an electric bike, and um, obviously we're just starting the spring summer, and I was like, come on, Nick, start. I started this. Keto diet, they call it. I had to go with that, and it started falling off me. And you see the difference in the pictures. I'm like, wow, how big was I? Like, it's just embarrassing, to be fair. But um, yeah, it's sort of. I got content with myself at one point in life, and then you just, you just, you stop doing. I used to play football religiously and go running, and it just, it just creeps on, and you get into a habit. And I finally sort of done something about it now, and I'm quite happy with that. And I just want to continue and get out to a, a stable weight and sort of maintain my fitness and sort of enjoy the best of both don't mm. let it slip again and do you feel that being fitter and sharper has had an effect on your game um i'd say so yeah definitely i feel better and more alert sometimes you're a bit sluggish um you know in in in, in competitions over a few days for you know three or four days especially with the long you know the series events we had last year um I even went to the gym. I can like, even be in a way. We, me and Paul, we, we was in the gym a few times. Not not every day, but he was he was in there every day, bless him. But um, yeah, yeah, I do feel a lot better, and I'm just looking forward now to continuing it. Really, I don't want to let it slip. I'm on a little bit of a challenge with my mate to try and get down to the weight I was. So obviously with the World Championships, and, and and I wasn't really doing much fitness. I was just on the dartboard every night. But go get that balance right, and going forward, you know, try and get to a stable weight. Yeah, it has helped, definitely, and I'd recommend it. Um, you know, you feel a lot better, you feel sharper, and you, you, eat, you eat a bit better and, and eat at the right times, and 
your, your body feels much better. And obviously to try and combat the situation they were in, the PDC changed format a little bit last year and went to the, the Summer Series and the Autumn Series with the five events. From the experience you had, did the five in a row suit you more or did you kind of prefer the more traditional in for a weekend, two events and then home again? I like the idea of the five days. I do. I did like it, but I wasn't getting the results. And it might have been a, a few factors. Now the Milton Keynes were, and I was on my own. Whereas I've always got like Paul with me, and it's. I know it sounds a bit. What's the word? Sounds a bit, you know, naive and childish. But it was like on my own. It's like the, the company wasn't very good. You were on your own for a whole week. Was, we were locked in a hotel, so and I was, you know, I still had, you know, we had the other players to bother with and and, and, and speak to and different things. But it's not the same when. It's, good mate and your managers with you as well because you sort of guys be in the right direction and you sort of have a routine a plan to do and you know the other players obviously got themselves to look out for as well but um i did like it obviously Milton Keynes, i didn't win a game it sort of hit me hard i did and i had new darts made i was playing a bit better with them and i had that good run then to the semi-final and i just showed everyone what i could do getting all them really good players you know devon was on form whitlock was on form wade and lisa was a hell of a game ross smith and I should have beat Van Gogh in, in my own in my own mind. The chances I missed, but um, I did like the weekends. But you know, it it did it did um, cause a bit of hassle with my annual leave going away for weeks at a time as well. So it, I I'm, I'm easy either way really. But I I did like the the weekends obviously because it, it it did bother me going away for weeks at a time. Because after the first one, I said, Paul, whatever happens, can you come to the next one? And we we, we you know we did well in Germany. We was we was exercising. And, wasn't getting in a rut really but yeah I, I enjoyed Germany and, and I didn't perform until the last two days of um, it, was, it was in Rico Arena in Coventry for the winter series but um, I, it, it all started on the first day when I absolutely played off well I threw it away against Rob Cross I don't know how many darts I had to beat him um, and then it's sort of if you win a game there you, you sort of at ease with yourself you're not trying to chase it and that's what I did then until I beat I beat Willie Boland on the, the last but one day and um, I was chasing the players championship as well and I didn't get in by a couple of thousand and it's just maybe overthinking it but I like the weekends but at the start and I did okay and I did okay in the end or, or a couple of tournaments but I'm, I'm quite relaxed when it comes to that but I'd, I'd probably say weekends to, to free up my annual leave. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about that run to the semi-finals going into that you'd gone out in the first round eight eight events in a row and you've yeah. lost a couple of really close ones. So to nick that one against Devon 6-5, that must have just given you so much confidence that, you know, finally I've got a win on the board and I've won a close one as well. Definitely. And if, if you look at the, the draws, and it was no easy draw on the PDC, I'll always say that, but if you look at the, the draws I've had, the more I've had a, some of the most, the less fortunate draws. Um, and then Devon, obviously the man in form, and I thought, because oh, I think the day, before, the day after or the day before, he, he should have won, and I think he missed all them doubles against Gezi mm. to win it. But uh, I had 11 data, and he was on. I was on 41 after nine. He, he hit 180 off 280 to leave 100 after nine. I pinged it in two, um, whereas I'd be missing them doubles. And I just, yeah, I was buzzing with that. Obviously, the 11 data under pressure. I'm not sure if I beat James Wade 6'4", 6'5", but whatever it was, you know, how good is he in his last leg? He's always one of them digs out a good last leg so I was really happy I'd had a good game with Simon Whitlock in, in, in uh, Milton Keynes on the last day so he, he was nice about it when I beat him as well he said oh he played really well there. He, 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 he was really nice so yeah um, 
it, it was just, I just, if I won that one game, I was going to be automatic against Van Gogh and I was automatically going to be in the world champs based on the final money table, if you look back on it. And I'd have obviously been in the Players' Championship. So, But overall, yes, I was happy to get to a semi-final. That's, you know, not many people got to a semi-final at all last year today. But um, there's a thing, some, I think one of the managers said, would you rather win a game every day or, or get the semis out of the blue and win a game every day? You're winning one, but you're not getting the consistency it's a weird choice we, but I, I, I'm quite happy to get to a semi-final especially with the talent you've got on the PDC just shows I can do it really gives me belief that I can you know I can battle with the best and I know you said that in Milton Keynes you were on your own but I know in you know one of the earlier weekends I think it was about in February you struck up a good friendship with Bradley Brooks didn't you? Yeah I, we, we, we booked Airbnb for Q-School and I, I all went to Scotland with Wayne and John and he put me in that um, house and fair play to Bradders after the Friday I said well you know I'm going back to my, the house now just on my own in the house and they come over for a chill him and his, his, his mother really they come over and we just chilled out and yeah it was really nice to do that knowing I was on my own so it was really you know really nice for him to come over and yeah fair play to him he's um, quite you know, pleased he won the world youth um Fantastic, and he, he played really well in uh, the World Championships then, didn't he, against Dirk, and he was averaging really, he's only young, like, he's only 20, he's, that's really young, like, when I was 20, I'd, you know, was nowhere near as good as what he is, I was 21 when I started winning development tours, and there was a lot of talent in the, the BDC World Championships there with, with Michael Smith and Michael Van Gogh when I was a youngster, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a good lad, Bradley, and he's done alright, you know, he, he had two, two years before that, got, got his card straight back. And um, he's, he's in a good position, really. He's, he's, he's got himself in the World Championship. He's won the World Youth. He's going to be in the Grand Slam next year, which is ranked. Um, so, yeah, he's got, he's got every, every chance. He continues our form to retain his talk card and go up the rankings. Fair play to him. A positive end to your year was qualifying for that, that World Championship after beating James Wilson. The guy you played in the first round, Dirk Telnikers, did you appreciate the fact you'd drawn someone like him who was a similar level of experience to you and new to that PDC World Championship stage? Or would you have, you know, maybe preferred someone who, who'd been there before to play? I knew I was the favourite, like, going into it. Um, even though he, he was the one who'd automatically got there and I had to qualify. Yeah, I, I think it did help me a bit, knowing that he, it was his first time. And, and after the f- first and second set, I knew he was just, he was clinging on, really. He was beating himself up and he was shouting. And he, he was like a beetroot if you looked at his face <laughs> during the match. So I went, I think I... Got all red in the second set, and then he, he was proper bright red and stressing out. I just tried to keep cool about it, and, and I, I did in the end. And I, I pulled away from him with, with I think it was the last. I went three 0 three 0 last two sets. It was it was a, it was a nervy affair. I was practicing so well in the morning downstairs, and we got to come up on the stage, have a look around. It was huge, Alexander Palace. I couldn't believe how big it is. And then I was a nice one eighty up and at the stage we had, we had nine darts or so and I thought, yeah, come on. I went out for the ball there and I just froze. Just I don't know what hit me. It was weird, weird experience. And it took me a to me I obviously nicked the first leg off him and um I settled down a bit, but it just I know that if I was against an experienced player set play, um, they can sort of roll away from you if you you're off your game and he did miss a few few doubles and give me chances, you know. So I'm quite grateful he missed a lot of doubles, but you know, the second game I felt I felt great, and a few doubles here and there I could have could have got through that as well. Yeah, I think it, it did help both of us being you know never won a game in the World Championships, so one of us was going to have to break that voodoo, and it was me, thankfully. 
And I know, I remember reading one of the interviews you'd done before the championship, you were commenting that how big the stage looked on TV. Was it even bigger than you thought it was going to be when you got up there? It's, it's massive. I'm like a kid at Christmas going to Alexander Palace. I'm just, I was just a bottle of pop when I qualified, to be honest. Um, it, it's huge. And I, 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 it was just like a couple of, I know they used to have the darts in another room. It was even bigger than the one the darts was in. I think I thought it was going to be bigger, actually, the whole the whole arena. The arena isn't as big as I thought it was going to be. It's mad how many people they cram into that little, I say little room. It's a big room, don't get me, it's massive. I just expected it to be a bit bigger. But the stage, they say, is like a runway. It was really big. Yeah, it's just all lit up. It's brilliant. I like the way they did the walk-ons um, from when the crowd wasn't allowed in anymore. I like that idea. Um, it, looked, it looked better, to be fair. Obviously, we wanted a crowd to be there. Um, and hopefully I'll get there one day with a full crowd and experience that. But um, yeah, I thought the, the actual hall was a bit bigger than it, it looked, but the stage I expected, it was about what I thought it'd be, yeah. Now, you mentioned your walk-on. I noticed there's still no nickname for you. Is that something you're looking for? Are you open to ideas? I'm open to ideas, yeah, and it's got a click in my own head. Um, there's a few, because where I've lost the weight now, I look a bit younger and, I'm, I'm not a Man United fan. I put it on my social media. I said, well, the babyface assassin, maybe. And then I was like, no, because I'm not Man United. I'm a Chelsea fan or, or Nick the Kid. Um, my mate wanted me to have that. It was, it was a few to do with being a youngster. But then I'm thinking about it. If I'm still around when I'm 40 or 50, am I still going to look like in my late 20s? <laughs> Instead of what I do now, I look like an 18-year-old sometimes. But um, so people think, oh, I still get ID. I ID for a scratch card last year. I can't believe it. I said, mate, I'm... <laughs> because <laughs> there's a game video on the GLC about um, Cumbrand and the Fresh Prince and that music video I just, I'd have to have that walk on music and I just don't think I just don't, don't think that I just don't like it it's funny but no it's embarrassing I thought you were going to go with the last minute man because I know you said that in a couple of interviews because you got into the PDC oh, yeah. on the last day and then you obviously got into the World Championship in the last game as well yeah that's an idea last minute man I like it it's You know, you mentioned that neither you or nor Dirk had won at a world championship before. So when that winning double went in, did it feel like you'd got that monkey off your back? Definitely. I said that in the interview straight away with uh, with the lady, Mickey, who uh, interviewed me. And I was like, yes, I just wanted to hit the big nine. Double eight went straight in the middle. And I know I've got a habit of missing doubles now and again. And I was like, yes, get in. You know, you know obviously playing for a nice financial award as well. <laughs> Nothing that I've ever played for before. But, um, yeah, to win a game. I was, just, I was so confident going into the next game then. I had good practice with um, a few of the top players the day before my game against um, Jermaine and I thought I was going to really do well. And at double eight, actually, you curse me to say that, actually, because I missed two darts double eight to break Jermaine in the first set and I won the second set then. So we never know what would have happened. But, yeah, big monkey off the back because I, I did have... Um, a bad game against Willem Mandigas at the lakeside. I know I played Glenn, which everyone expected me to lose. And 
couple of doubles here or there, it could have been a lot different. And last year, obviously, the preparation wasn't very good and had a nice comeback from 2 0 down. But yeah, his finishing was ridiculous in, in sets two and five. So, um, so I always seem to play. Uh, I always seem to play. That's four times I played in a world championship, or five matches in a world championship now, and I played four Dutch boys and Glenn Durant. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, a massive monkey off the back. There were no fans in the end, other than that first day, which seems incredibly strange now, uh, in hindsight. And I know that being in that bubble environment was quite tough for, for players. But you did have Paul Brown with you there for, for the World Championship. And how much did having the, the big five behind you all year mean to you? Oh, brilliant. And I, I know we keep emphasising this, that everything they do is, is class. I had Paul and Steve at the World Championship. And obviously with Dieter coming back to the big five, we, we, we spent some time practising together. And, you know, we, we, we sat and had breakfast together and, and mingled and we went for walks and exercises. Me and Paul went down to the Emirates to have a look at that stadium and into routine um just yeah it's brilliant it was it was great and we sort of always well this is the plan so this is what we want to do and it's like sort of the same all year it's like having him around we'll do this now we'll do that happy days or for example like the joke is i used to be way more in sat nav we'd meet on the national express in newport and he'd be panicking about the time and about the train or what are we going to do there i said wayne it's all in hand paul's already booked it all we've sorted it i know where i'm going i know what tube to get on don't worry he's panicking <laughs> oh, so yeah paul books everything we have a whatsapp group for every event we're in this hotel and we'll meet you there at this time this is happening so things like this you know they've told me oh Andrew wants to, to have an interview, sort it out. Yeah, no problem. This time, yeah, done, done and dusted. Don't have to do anything. No, it's, it's all done for me. All I have to do is throw dart. So all I have to do is throw the arrows. Whereas before, you know, I had, I had a sponsor, booking it all myself, and then relying on the money a bit later. Don't get me wrong, I was very grateful to have the sponsor, but this is just, this is brilliant, mm. absolutely brilliant. Um, but um, yeah, this, this obviously is. I'd like to, you know. I won a few. I won all of them. I need to get through now. We can all sort of back back together. It'd be even better then as a team, you know, because there's got more familiar faces and, and more experience in the team of, of Suter as well. And to be fair, I, I think Suter, you know, Suter, Wayne and John. I hope Wayne's been practicing, but I hope they all they all got a great chance. And hopefully Sam gets gets, gets through as well. And Dieter has a good run. But um, so much experience in this big five team. That, you know, they've done really well to to have these top players and. It's all down to their hard work with us as well. So, yeah, you can't thank them enough. You know, the Big Five are going to have a decent-sized cohort at Q School, and I know the format's going to be a bit different this year, but what sort of advice are you going to be giving them going into the, the tournament in a couple of weeks' time? I'm not, not giving what I don't, I don't think I, I'm in a position to give um, the, the Big Three advice. And Dee has been around forever, hasn't she? But I've, Sam, I sort of said to him, they've given Sam can get a chance they said no, don't worry about anyone else that's there just focus on yourself and, and that's something you've got to learn is to not worry about anyone else or who's there or you might see a mate that you haven't seen in ages or get carried away with the wrong people we go as a team and we leave as a team and I said to him you know you know, you know, take a chance it's a real opportunity for you mm. um, just focus on yourself you know get your preparation right and, and just go for it and just don't worry about anything else Paul will sort everything out tell you what you're doing Um in terms of the other three, day preparation, right? But you know they're, they're very experienced. Two major winners and the Scottish captain, um, and you know Suter is as good, if not better, than the other two. So you know, on, they're all as good as each other on 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 their day. And, and 
I really think all three of them got a great chance to get a card. So, and, and obviously Sam as well. You know, if he can play his A game, he's gonna have a great chance too. Them, them, them three established. You know, internationals with John, Masters champ, world champion, and and Suo. When he bothers to do anything, he, he goes. To, you know, he come to Switzerland. I think it was the only tournament he did last year and won it. <laughs> so that's how good he is. You know, he, he like he like. And he only went for a bit of fun. That, that was what you know. He only went for you know. To be fair, a, a, a social visit to um, Spain and uh, Monica, Monique, visiting them really, and with you, and they come for the Barney really, and he went, he went and won it. So <laughs> we, we know how good Sewer is. He's, he's established international player, and you know, I just hope that you know Wayne gets his practicing, and and uh, John's on the board. He's been on the board with me on Friday. He beat me up, so well, he beat me seven six. But yeah, I know him and Sam. They fly out all the time. So they're going to be ready. I'm just hoping that, you know, because Wayne's not a practicer, as we all know, and he's got a board up now, and hopefully he's putting the hours in. But, um, I know that everyone else is going to be flat out and ready for it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think all of them got a great chance. I'm hoping that, you know, at least one, if not all of them, get there, you know, and get to play on the tour as well, because they'll love it. They'll love it. They're, obviously, Wayne's already used to it. John's been there before, but, you know, they know they know how good the PDC treat us as well. It's just brilliant. So yeah, fingers crossed. I'll be I'll be glued to Darts Connect. So I was going to go and I, I couldn't have the leaving work, and then I wouldn't have been able to go anyway with what with what they've announced. So but, um, I'll be glued to Darts Connect. You, I know you are still working at the moment, but I mean you must be raring to go for the new season. Yeah, I've sort of had a bit of a wind down. You know, I come back Christmas Eve, you know, the day after I played, and I had a couple of games New Year's Eve, and I. Um, I've been sort of because of the diet, and I've sort of been having a little drink and a practice on a Friday um, online. But um, yeah, I, as soon as I see that calendar, I can build up to it then and get my practice right and start clicking and preparing, play more games. But yeah, I'm just I'm keeping my arm in. But um, I just had a little bit of a wind down now so over Christmas and the first you know three weeks of January. I pick them up, you know. I gradually increase the practice now um, when I see a calendar and when I know where to. Know what to build up to and how the format is going to go, but um, yeah, yeah, it is, it is quite demanding. Working, you know, it can be a lot worse. I'm grateful to, to have a job really in this current um, current climate and what's going on, but um, it could be a it could be a hell of a lot worse for me. So I'm just grateful for everything I've got at the moment. So yeah, roll on 2021 once this COVID uh, goes into touch. <laughs> It's doing everyone's head in now, isn't it? So. I mean, I absolutely echo you on the, you know, being having a job at the moment. It's certainly a, a relief and makes you realise sort of a, a position, the good position you are in compared to, you know, some other people. But looking ahead to 2021, what will constitute a good year for you? The ultimate good year is to come back next year without having to go to Q school. So the re- retaining the talk card over two years, that's, that's, I'll be over the moon if that happens. Um, obviously, you know, building up to it, I'd like to try and obviously qualify for the majors. I know the UK Open, I'd like to have a good run. But obviously, the ultimate good year is I'm coming back. I'll, I'll, I'll be in that top 64 after two years. I'd like to get to Ali Pali again, which is obviously where a lot of the financial rankings, you know, the money you win, boost you up the rankings a lot. Players' Championship is, is the one I missed out on just. And uh, yeah, I just want to be more consistent and, and, and build my way in that top 64. And then we can go from there again. So. Um, yeah, no major goals, except for the major goal is, you know, no major goals going into all these different competitions, but the major goal is to retain the tour card, so take every tournament as, as it comes and, and hopefully retain it after, after the two years. Um, 
so yeah that, that is the main aim and I'm looking forward to it now because you know there's, a, there's going to be a lot of newbies now in the PDC where well, last year I was a newbie there's, there's a lot of talent that's obviously dropped off the tour and, and now is a chance to really you know solidify an average obviously ranking over the two years and, and move on you know one good run in any event you could, you could do that you know in over a weekend over two weekends so yeah that's the aim the tour card after two years well, it's lovely to speak as always, mate, and I wish you all the best with the the year ahead, and hopefully this time next year I'm talking to a tour card holder still. Yeah, thanks very much for having me, Andrew. I hope so too. I'll take it, keep, take it easy. All the best.